1: Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me, as I say every week, because it really is an honor and a pleasure that you listen and tell your friends and really want your world to be healthier and your relationships To be so much more um, enjoyable and supportive. And so thank you again for listening to the show. And I want to make sure you remember to visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots of things there for you. And you can find the show on any podcast server. So I want to make sure that you continue to just take advantage of what we're giving you. Now, I do have a special guest today, which I'm very excited about. And her name is Michelle Savage. And she's actually my editor, and I cannot tell you how much she has done. She has worked so hard getting this book out, and she really believes in it, and I can't tell you how much that helped me. You know, and we have Becca, who is, does so much of the social media, and so we've got this great team, and I really wanted you to meet her. So she is an author herself, and a book editor, and a marketing consultant, and she's also founder of Sulit Press, which is a non-fiction fiction publishing house that really helps aspiring authors become published authors. So, you know, what you can do, you can, can, she's a liaison with the publisher as well to move the process along to the finish line. And she helps edit the book and directs a lot of the marketing. So she really has done a lot for me. And I could go on and do the whole show on her, but we're not doing that today. This is about this book. So, Michelle, thank you for being on the show today.
2: Thank you very much for having me, Cynthia. <laughs> it's such a joy to be here with you to talk about your book. So we're turning the tables today, so yes, I get to ask yes. you some questions. <laughs> You're always interviewing other people, and I get to interview you about Wars to Peace, Keeping Relationships from Going Nuclear. So congratulations, first of all, Thank on you. crossing that finished line to having a published yet another published book. <laughs> it's not your first. well this
1: one was a mammoth one though you know more than anybody
2: yes we called it the beast of a book in the best possible (laughs) way many times throughout this process this is Uh, true and yeah it's like you had referred to it many times it's in a way a human manual meaning how to manage your life manage yourself and um, do you feel like, being that it is a big book, do you how do you feel like people should read it cover to cover, or can they dip in and out of different sections?
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that, because, you know, one of the things I liked about the way the book is organized is that you really can just read a chapter. You don't have to read it from beginning to end. Now, it helps. It certainly can help some with some congruency, but because it's like a manual— You can just look in the, you know, table of contents and say, hey, I want to read about gender differences, or I want to read about what to do when emotions begin escalating, or what do I do when I'm not being able to be heard by someone? And so it really is truly like a manual.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that shocked me as I was reading through it is it's not necessarily a book that has to be one you purchase just to put out a fire in your life. It's not one where you go, oh, I'm already in a, a hard relationship or, and it's great for that too. Fantastic for learning how to reduce conflict. But I found that it's really great for anyone who wants to tune up their skills in relating with others and to themselves and to managing their lives better. i did you intend for yeah, yes. it to be all, you know, available or accessible on all levels in yes. that way?
1: because I think what I've come to find in all these years of, of private practice and in my own life is that when my relationships are working, my life is working. And mm. it's hard for people to understand the the human condition that we call it, that humans are, are pack animals. And so we really need to get along with the people that are in our lives. And so if we don't it's it becomes cumbersome, it becomes overwhelming, it can become a, you know a burden and then it can give us all kinds of negative emotions when we think about that person like what if it's a sister or a brother or a cousin or a mom or a dad you know or or some uncle or something or what if it's you know your best friends and all of a sudden one of them is just going off the grid and you don't understand what they're doing and so it really helps to be able to say you know I can make sure that I have inner peace and that will help me to manage the tumultuousness of human relationships so that I don't get beat up by everybody else's struggle to live. And does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. And I think that what that brings up as I hear that and having read the book, I feel like sometimes people feel like, well, this is just the way it is. This is just how they are. This is just how I am. And this is the way our relationship has to be. So then it's a make it or break it. You either decide I can take it or I'm going to throw it away and go find somebody else. And so I feel like this book really gives a lot of hope because there's so many tactical tools that when applied are so effective, often immediately, that um, they're very transformative for relationships that you might not have known had the potential to shift in a new direction. So I found it very uplifting in that way.
1: No, I think that's that's very helpful because one of the ways when I was first getting to know you and I was talking to you about this overall, you know, vision that I feel like God really gave me, and that was to be your own best version. And so it's really learning. This book really helps from the inside out. Now, you can also do it from the outside in. But it really helps in understanding that who am I really and what do I have control over and how do I want to present myself to the world? And I have to live with myself. So I can't (laughs) run away from the things that I've done like I can run away from maybe a friend or a partner or a parent or something. You know, I have to I'm with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, till the end of eternity, I guess. And some people don't like that. I know. Well, I I didn't like it. There's a lot of... Yes. Right. Uh, There there, can
2: be a lot of shame or, oh, I regret. And so you also talk about sort of um, neutralizing that and self-acceptance, but then also that responsibility of, okay, what do I have responsibility to change? You know, cleaning up my own side of the street.
1: That's right. And I think that that's one of the most important things when it comes to relationship is you know, what am I doing to create the situation that we're in? You know, because mm-hmm. it takes two, you know, it, it, it really does. It's, an, it's not like just me on my own is messing up this relationship. And right. so that's, that's when we also learn to discern who are we relating with and are they willing to be the best version of themselves? Because if they're not, maybe I need to move on because that can be really damaging and, and traumatizing and abusive,
2: Right, clarifying those situations Mm -hmm. and setting proper boundaries. Well, Cynthia, you're an accomplished author many times over. You've written several books, such as God Wants You Truly Living, Gender Speaks, Can Fairy Tales Be Real? What inspired you to write this particular book, and what makes it really different from your other books?
1: Well, because this one really is more of a manual, where the other ones provide maybe hope or they are giving just some general instruction like the How Gender Speaks is a very is a mini book and so I made it a mini book because I wanted men to read it and all the men that have come to read it they're like I'm just glad you made it so little you know (laughs) so so you know it you know that book was really fun to write and the Can Fairy Tales Be Real really is a, a, like an autobiography, but it's a, very, it's a short autobiography. It's not hugely extensive, but it really shows how I know and have begun to understand how God works through people's lives and that he really does want the best for us, and he wants the best life ever for us. And it takes a lot of effort to work with him on that because I don't always understand what he's doing. And he doesn't always explain it to me. So, you know, there's that issue of trust, right? You're on a need-to-know basis with God.
2: I'll give you one next step. I'll wait one next step on your path. And this is
1: where I learned, you know, I tell clients this so often. I say, you know, when I began to really understand men, I understood that one of the greatest gifts you could give a man is trust. They love to be trusted. And see, mm-hmm. with women, yeah, we want to be trusted, but we just kind of take that for granted, right? And so yeah. men really want to be trusted. And I, when I thought about that, I thought, oh, and God's a man. Oh, I guess he wants me to trust him. <laughs> <laughs> and it made complete sense to me all of a sudden. I was like, the best thing I could give back to God is that I trust him. So, oh. <laughs> so that helped clear up all of my need-to-know issues, right?
2: Isn't that wonderful? Yes, it was very, <laughs> it's
1: very wonderful. But
2: it is interesting that you bring up that Gender Speaks was short and for men, and to the point because um, we talked along the way about this particular book, Wars to Peace, being uh, obviously available to men and women, but being a little bit more on the masculine side,
1: mm-hmm. in
2: particular because, um, particularly because it's not fluffy.
1: It's and yes, instructional.
2: And, yes. Mm-hmm. and because the main or running theme you begin the book with that runs throughout is about the DEF CON analogy that yes. you use, that's yes. similar to how the military relates to mm-hmm. assessing threat and responding. Um, the way that you re- uh, relate the Defcon. well, and it's, it's kind of yes it,
1: human relationship. It's kind of a, a part of the, like like looking at it as a manual. And so we're coming up to this next break. And so if you're just tuning in with us, I'm having my very, very good friend, my editor, Michelle Savage, is really talking about this book that finally has launched, and I'm excited for it. So join me in the next segment as we talk more about Wars to Peace. Keeping relationships from going nuclear. I hear the whispers in my well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And we're halfway through the show. So, if you want to listen to the show in its entirety, you can go to any favorite podcast server. you can also go to the to uh, the the website and you can find it there as well. So I encourage you to send you know copies of it to your friends. I have lots of people that have done that. We also create study guides so that if you want to do a group, you can listen to the show and then there's some really poignant questions that you can kind of talk out with one another and it's it, it's very fun when people do it so Michelle Savage is my editor, and I'm having her on the show today, which I'm very excited about because the book is launching and has launched. And so we already have people that have gone online for Amazon and have already ordered the book, and it's very, very exciting. So, Michelle, thank you again for being here. And my pleasure. <laughs> so we kind of wanted to talk about this this overriding principle of DEF CON and that that is really the impetus of the book. And when I was really looking at the DEFCON principle, and, and one of the ways that I learned it was watching The Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, and he had these, like, little, you know, um, pop-ups in his mind about what he could do because someone had knocked on the door, and so he could either shoot them through the door, he could either bust the door down, he could ignore them. And so I thought, wow. We really do have choices when it comes to emotional responses. And so, you know, instead of going from, you know, zero to 100, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he kind of waited and he decided, hmm, maybe I'll just say who's there. And so it's really helpful when you recognize that there there are these levels that you go through that you can stop at any moment. Now, it's not easy, but you can stop and you can get a handle on yourself and decide how far do I want to go with this and how much wreckage and damage will there be?"
2: I like how the DEF CON analogy is used and it's related to your emotions as five being the calmest and it's a countdown to one that's sort of kaboom,
1: mm-hmm. irreparable
2: damage. Mm-hmm. And when you get, gain this awareness of that from reading the book, you sort of can catch yourself And you also talk about, you know, catch yourself in the act, going, okay, where am I at? You learn to self-assess a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And you talk about how you do always have the power to choose your response, and often it happens in a slight pause between the moment when you feel offended and how you choose to react or respond. But what do you think is the best way for people to learn how to take that little pause before responding?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that because one of the things that I really drive home with clients is everything other than these four issues, blood, broken bones, nobody's breathing, or fire, those four elements we have at no time. Everything else we have time. So even though our body is ramping up to take someone on or take someone down, I really have time. I can take a breath relax my body, which tells my brain that it's not that dangerous, and I am better able to move to the logical side of my brain and decide, how do I really wanna respond to this? Because the ability to just relax and say, okay, there's no blood, no broken bones, everyone's breathing, and there's no fire. I have time. I can sit here and look at the person and say, I need to take a moment and think about that. I'm not you know, forced to go with the flow of all the emotions and that takes practice it's it's hard to learn I had to learn it because it's easier to just go with your emotion but it rarely works well
2: Uh, that's very powerful advice Um, and it's hard to do like you said if you're offended or triggered emotionally especially if you have a deeper trauma that's unhealed Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I found through this book was um, you offer ways that people can look inside and sort of uncover those hidden dark spots and shine a light on them so they can um, de-escalate or uh, what, what yeah, is it we'll when take, you...
1: Yeah, take the charge out of it. Take
2: the trigger, right, exactly. You remove that so that maybe you ha- can sit in a place of power, take that response time to choose a better response than you might have if you just reacted right away. I really like that. And you also, you talk a lot about um, this being a sign of being a true adult. And I love the way you talk about that because uh, you talk about the difference between being a true adult and someone who simply just gets older and lives in a bigger body. (laughs) Right,
1: right. The the little kid that has a huge body. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and looks like an adult. Yeah. But doesn't have the mind of an adult at all.
2: Yes. Yeah. What do you think some of the other markers are of being a true adult in addition to um, taking that pause to assess a good response? Well,
1: you know, I'm glad you asked that because one of the, the other things I drive home so much in sessions is the power of waiting. I said, you can wait. Just wait. See, adults can wait. Little kids can't. They're so excited because they're going to Disneyland, they can't sleep for three days. Right? (laughs) so (laughs) An adult, we can wait. Even if I'm really hurt, like even if someone was like really abusive toward me, I can wait. I can wait and say, you know, I have time to figure out how I even want to address this, if I even want to address it, if I'm going to even go forward with the relationship, or if I'm going to end it. So I have time. I don't have to do anything right now. Nobody can make me do anything. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Do you feel like all cl- conflicts should be addressed and brought up and hashed out? Or is no, there a time
1: no. when you feel like there's <laughs> no, <a laughs> no. That <was> no. <laughs> yeah, No, I, I no. That's why the DEFCON principle is so important, because I say, you know, it assesses the level of, is it blood, broken bones, nobody's breathing, or fire? Now, it could also be assessing, you know, maybe I don't know this person as well as I thought. Now I'm getting some glimpses of some character problems that I am not liking. So an adult says, I can wait and see if that was an emotional moment or if this is actually this person, because if that, if this person has that value system that is that different than mine, there's no way we can have intimacy. And this is where I remind people that I can like people that I, that I don't love and I can love people that I really don't like. Mm-hmm. And that's what adults can do. So I can love a lot of people. That means I will help them. I will pray for them. I'll wish them, you know, good things. I, You know, I, they're, maybe they're in my my family. Maybe they're the extended family. Maybe they're people I've known since elementary school. I don't mm-hmm. really like them anymore, but I do love them, and I would help them. Right.
2: But you get to choose who exactly. gets to live in your inner experience, in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are maybe... They've earned the a reward of staying in your life, but maybe right. they're on the periphery. That's right, and they don't have your trust, or there's that's a right. certain level of access that you can give to them. It may not be the full the full enchilada. So well, and that, that's the yes,
1: and that's the difference between children and adults. Adults really have choice. Now we don't have choice on you know on everything. I don't have the choice of whether or not I can you know pick up a, a pickup truck. Okay, I can try, but that's ridiculous. But the choice is what I decide to do, how far I decide to go, where my boundaries are, you know, how much I'm going to invest in it. If I want to take a time out, I can do that. So there's lots of things that we have choices over. And this is where we want to make sure that we're understanding that this is simply a choice. If I stay with this relationship or if I even stay in this conversation, that's my choice. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about DEFCON and the book Wars to Peace. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining in, and if you are just now joining in, I want to encourage you to go to your favorite podcast server or to the website, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. We are talking about the book that I have finally completed that you've been hearing about, and that is Wars to Peace When Relationships Go Nuclear. And it is finally out. We have people that have already started buying it um, off Amazon. And so I'm super excited. So, Michelle, she is, Michelle Savage is my editor. Good friend. I'm so grateful for her. So, Michelle, you kind of wanted to talk about the the issue of high-risk relators. And I think that's really relevant.
2: Yeah, I I think that a lot of times in relationships, people are, able to point the finger at everybody else and they don't ever know when they might be the one with the problem. You know, why do all my relationships end? And I I really like how you pointed this out or put bullet points in the book to sort of give indicators. Do you mind if I read just a couple of these? Oh, no, that would be very helpful. To determine. Yes. So if you can ask yourself the following questions, this is if you might be a high risk relater. Have I had many failed relationships in a short amount of time? What are some of those failures? Do I know what I need and do I manage my feelings? Do I like myself? Do I love myself enough to care for myself? Do I know why my last relationship ended? Why do other people keep breaking up with me? And these are just a few, but that's a yes, really painful yes. place to be.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: and I think that you ha- you can say more about determining who is a high risk relator and how to cross that bridge over into a more peaceful place of living.
1: Well, some of this, you know, it's that saying everywhere you go, everywhere I go, there I am, and so that helps a lot of times when we're determining whether or not we're a high risk relator or whether it's really the people that we're relating to. So if it seems to be following me and everywhere I go, I have the same kind of experience, that usually means it's probably me. It means that I'm the one bringing this experience. It doesn't mean it's necessarily happening to me. And high-risk relators, or we also would say that they are more immature in, in the way that they think, in the way that they feel, that they're maybe more driven by their feelings. And that type of a person struggles a lot with thinking that they have done something wrong. They, they have a mm. kind of a fragile ego. And this is I'm, anything I'm saying is not um, discounting someone. This is, this is the, the complexity of human beings. And I have had times in my life when I was certainly a high-risk relator and when I followed all of my feelings. And I thought all of my feelings were true. And so that's not what we would see in adult relationships. This is why a truly adult relationship is managed a lot. And and over time, it becomes more memorized and it's more simple. And the people know each other well, and they know what each other needs and what each other wants and likes, and they are very willing to give it, even if they're at a deficit in that moment. And so the high risk relater people th- these are these are individuals that struggle with you know identity or value they struggle with you know i need to be important to somebody and why doesn't somebody notice why doesn't somebody care and these these are these kinds of questions have a lot to do in, in some ways with parenting so how how was i parented and that has a great amount to do with that inner triangle that we talk about, which is the me, myself, and I, or the parent adult child. And so who's operating? The child, the parent, me, and, you know, and this is where really taking stock in that and really making inventory of what seems to keep being with me everywhere I go, because that's the Mm -hmm. everywhere I go, there I am. So it can't be that everybody is like this and it's just always happening to me it means that maybe i'm difficult to relate to.
2: That's just a, that's just so good. It's so powerful and like you said we can be a high risk relator at different points mm-hmm. points in our life and also right. in specific relationships. So one relationship could trigger you while another doesn't and it's very easy. And so it, opens up opportunities for growth, we'll say. (laughs) You (laughs) look at those inner child wounds that Mm -hmm. you write about Mm -hmm. and look at maybe where you have to parent yourself differently as an adult to make up for what you wanted or missed out on as a child. That's
1: right, because, you know, none of us were raised by perfect parents. And the majority of parents, people that really want to have children or even if they didn't want them but got them and now they love them deeply, you know, parents are still people as well. And that's one of the hardest things for little kids is that we don't tell that to little children because it will destabilize them. Mm -hmm. But if we're an adult, we have to recognize that, okay, my parents are just who they are. And maybe they did some good things, maybe they did some bad things, but I still have a life that I can do on my own. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment. And I'm so glad that Michelle Savage, my editor, is on with us today. And I think you'll enjoy the next segment. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And thank you so much for joining in today. If you are just tuning in... You can go to the website or any of your favorite podcast servers, and you can listen to the show in its entirety because we are in the last segment here. Now, I have a special guest with me today, which is, oh, so fun for me. This is my editor, Michelle Savage, and she has really been in the trenches with me as I have been working on writing this book, and I really have to say, I don't, it would not have gotten done if I didn't have her, because she is amazing in her tenacity and her endurance, and just the way she thinks, and she just makes things happen. So it's really, Michelle, you're here, and I'm so glad you are. So (laughs) I just had (laughs) to tell everybody. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a yeah. joy you are to work with, Cynthia! <laughs> my gosh, it could not be more pleasant, it's oh pleasurable gosh, thank to you. work with you. And, and you know, also, I feel a little lucky that I've been able to read this book before everybody else because <laughs> the process of editing sometimes surprises me, and that as I'm reading something, I don't just edit it. It changed my life to read your book, and it made an impact on my relationships and how I relate to others. And I was joking with my husband and I said, so I used Cynthia's book to change <laughs> one of our arguments from a three-day standoff into a 30-minute conversation. You didn't know it.
1: <laughs> I have this new stealth weapon here.
0: That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah,
2: so that, that might not be the review that goes on the cover, but <laughs>
0: I can That's truly awesome.
2: attest that it, it's really good information and I'm so proud of the book that you have created and you know it, there has been a wonderful team that's helped support through the process. And I do want to read a couple of reviews, but I do want to also let some let everybody know some of the other things that you do that you may not always talk about because you're so busy sharing really juicy information on your show <laughs> to help people. Right. But you puts out a weekly email that you really, really want to get if you subscribe to only one email list that you open every week, this is the one to be on. And you can subscribe either by going to her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or if you follow her on Instagram at Cynthia Hyatt, highly recommend doing that as well. Um, You can uh, sign up through the link that's in her bio. You can also um, buy the book from there. You can also jump on and grab of her other free resources. She has free workbooks that are really wonderful, transformational workbooks that she's created for you. And on the website, every single podcast episode comes with a buddy workbook. There's a free workbook for every single or study guide, I should say, a study guide that comes with every single episode. So any episode that she has here, you can dive deeper, you could create a a conversational group or, a, a, you know, a meet-up with your friends and listen to the show and go through the questions. I think it would be really valuable to take a, advantage of these free, amazing resources. So thank you, Cynthia, for going above and beyond. You just you give a lot. And
1: well, Thank you for, for explaining that. You always explain things well. I start to get to, <laughs> like, big picture and I start, you know, going in different directions so so I'm glad you explained it it's, it sounds great to me I'm really happy to hear about it so. <laughs> you're like wow I
2: am amazing No, <laughs> wow, that is kind of great <laughs> you are amazing <laughs> yeah like, well I'll bring you on the show again <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
2: so, I know we got we have limited time here but I wanted to just read a couple of reviews if we have time
1: oh and thank you
2: Yes, these were from advanced readers who got an early copy of the book. And this first one is from Camille Shaw. Camille is the host of the Academy podcast, and he is one of the co-authors in the book called Authentic that you were also in, which is a best-selling book, your national best-selling book. And Camille writes, five stars, exclamation point, a great manual for rediscovering peace in your life. Cynthia's expansive experience as a coach is reflected in this book. It breaks relationship conflicts down into different levels, giving the reader the ability to assess how significant a situation they are in, and if going to war, is really the only choice. A must-read for anyone wanting to learn more about managing their inner peace.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Wow. He, I loved being on his show. He has so much energy.
2: Yeah, he he really sure
1: does. does. Yes, it's
2: very fun. Yes, but I I think that he really nailed it with that mm-hmm. um, that review. And then uh, Amy M. Um, she is also a therapist, and so I think that really gives this book even more weight from the oh, wow. psychotherapy community. Yeah, and she she wrote. Cynthia offers practical tools for those confused by once exciting relationships that it, have turned into battle zones. It will be especially helpful for those who don't usually like to read relationship advice, but are tired of the drama that keeps happening. Her explanations are clear without being overly simplistic.
1: Wow. I
2: think that is really true, and I think yes. that goes back to why it appeals to both men and women.
1: Yes. It well, is, you know, I'm glad you said that. because practical. One of the reasons that I also wrote this book in the way that I did was because I wanted men to read it. You know, and there aren't very many books relationally that are kind of focused on men and that speak it in in a certain way that makes sense to them and breaks things down into, you know, a very doable process for them. So I'm glad she she said that. That was that's helpful.
2: And I like that the title is Wars to Peace. So if somebody's, you know, riding the subway, they don't have to cover up the title. It's probably <laughs> like, oh, that, that dude is reading a war book.
1: Cool, man. Right, you know? right. right. They don't have to think the that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not reading how to make your relationship more loving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But it, gets, it really
2: gets to the root. It's not just treating the symptoms of relationship challenges. It gets to the root, which really begins with you. And right, I think right. that's where the powerful change happens. But also I wanted to mention, it's not just romantic relationships. So, that's exactly
1: right. I'm um, glad you brought in, that up.
2: In the beginning, you you give a really powerful scenario about road rage that I think we can all relate to and how um, the person driving the the <laughs> Um, vehicle <laughs> in front. Yes. Um, it was sort of accosted. Um, yes. by keeping his cool, he was able to de-escalate the situation and completely turn it around. And yes. it was one of those situations that had he reacted poorly would have been dangerous.
1: Yes, exactly. So, Cause the guy did it, have a gun. Yeah. And so did yes. he.
2: Yes. Yep. And it could have, been, and these are, these are interactions or you can improve interactions at work, At the grocery store, Mm -hmm. um, you know, walking your dog with a neighbor as well as those that are in your closest inner circle. So it's not just for uh, if you have a husband or a wife or a partner.
1: Well and I think the other thing that, that I think you've been saying as well is that it really helps any place that you're at to recover from something that started to go like badly it gives tools to say oh i can recoup this i can i can restate this i can save this situation you know not all situations between people can be saved but when you kind of know how it, it's going and you start to see that this is going badly then you have tools that can kind of save it so it doesn't just have to go all the way down to you know hell or something you know and then be regretful so it ha- it has some really good tools To be able to say, hey, if you're in the middle of it going, and it's starting to go crazy, this is what you can do. Here's some options to kind of calm down the situation.
2: Yes. I also like that, um, as you talk about that, and you're only responsible for you, Mm -hmm. and the more that you are, and the more that you are calm, and stay in your center, and respond thoughtfully, you increase the chances of de-escalating the situation. But, sometimes... It doesn't happen on the other end. Sometimes the other person is so committed and so narrow vision that they can only see, I'm going to fight. I'm going to the death right now. But regardless of that, I like how you talk about, you know, you still get to have the best outcome for you. You get to be proud of how you respond and how you walk away with your own integrity intact.
1: Right. And so I don't have to have regrets then and mm-hmm. and get into the shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then scenarios.
2: Because it takes two to mm-hmm. fully tango. Right, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and you talk about um, safety a lot in relationships, feeling safe and creating safer um, environments. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for
1: you? Well, I think when people are understanding that, we have this internal desire to have intimacy with people, which means I want to know you and I want to be known by you. And so the most powerful thing for humans is being seen and being known. And if you even look at you know, mammals, they need to be seen as well. I'm sure you have pets that if you've been kind of ignoring them, they start to try to get your attention. If that doesn't work, then they start doing things that are bad. And that does get your attention, <laughs> and so you know, it's like you know my dog exactly. <laughs> or my cat, yes, mm-hmm. and so and so it, you know it's one of these things where we recognize, okay, this is just part of the human condition, and so we are we are hardwired to connect, we are hardwired to create tribes and and cities and you know foundations, and we're hardwired to gather together and 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 so when we don't when we do that stuff that's so natural to us and then it goes poorly, it hurts really badly. It's very just depressing, and and so we end up either causing it, you know, claiming that it's the other side's problem, so that we feel better, you know, or we bring it on ourselves and we just beat ourselves up. So mm-hmm. this this book really helps to be able to save something that's going wonky or or. It's spiraling out of control, and it might just be that you say to them, "I'm taking a timeout." You don't even have to say, "We need a timeout." You can say, "I'm taking a timeout," and I've done this before, where I've said, "I, I need a timeout. I'm not going to be able to control myself. I got to get a handle on myself," and I've walked away How and I've calmed is an down. How
2: long? An appropriate timeout. One day, two days, yeah. an hour. Is there a <laughs> well, no Yeah, it kind of depends. Like, okay, you need to resolve this quicker. I well, mean, if you yes. Have time, yes. What's an appropriate time to?
1: You know, walk away
2: before it needs to be resolved.
1: I think if you start, you know, thinking things like you want to take this person down verbally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. start hitting below the belt. You know, you start justifying ugly behaviors. You know, that's when you know, wow, this is now about me. I need Mm -hmm. to handle this. And then the other one is that, you know, the more time you have, if you're trying to be a healthy person, you will get more perspective on what got you so upset. If you're not a healthy person, you'll just create a bigger reason to be upset. So that's so true. Some of it is just, you know, justifying the story you've created that makes you right. Exactly. And so
2: then you're not. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I feel like wars to peace is really effective in helping readers that set healthy boundaries, um, communicate more clearly and authentically. And it, Overall, it just creates more positive outcomes in your relationship. I well, feel I, like you know,
1: I can't tell you how... powerful tool. Well, I can't tell you how appreciative I am of you, for so many things, obviously. But I'm so glad that you came on the show today. I mean, you and I talk a lot. And so it's very fun to have other people hear what's also behind this and how you really came alongside me and really believed in this book. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. Well... And not just
2: because I'm your editor. I am so <laughs> proud of this book. I, you have done a phenomenal job. And you're right. We have a fantastic team. But you are, we couldn't, there, without you, there would be no team. You are the leader. You are the person who brings these ideas and shares them with the world. And I love getting to hear um, the behind-the-scenes reviews of people, you know, reaching out and saying, what a big impact your work has made in their life to help oh, them heal their that. families and heal their lives. So Thank you. Um, I feel like I'm cheating that I get to be <laughs> part of that experience, but I'm, I'm yeah. very honored, well, and it's, it's a joy. You. Thank you yeah. for
1: joining us today as well. And, Michelle, thank you so much. So join us next week, and please take advantage of all the things we talked about today on the show.
0: We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments About today's show. Now, be your own best version.